You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey <laughs> Sports Boys, the only more favorite sports book, but also In English. America's top rated sports book. <laughs> Trying to make money here. <laughs> All right, I might have to do more of an American accent. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo, Japan, competing for gold. DraftKings is a medal worthy offer just for our listeners. It says bye, but there's two of us. Listen to this. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. Even a bronze, which I call dirty gold. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or dirty gold this week. <laughs> 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, and that's because the Olympics are only like every two years. Because, you know, but anyway. So sign up DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. I love, love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's easy to navigate. There's plenty of instructions for new betters, nearly limitless ways to get in, and score! Uh, my friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you're going to too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code THPN to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older. New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Welcome to episode 69, season two of uh, Red Wings Rant, hosted by the Brothers of Discussion, brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. Of course, Red Wings Rant, we're tirades and impassioned, please. We are Detroit Red Wings, finally have a home. Mike, today we're going to be discussing uh, the nicest possibility to result from this offseason, of course, to celebrate episode 69. Uh, we're going to do all the ins and outs of Elias Pettersson, uh, what an offer sheet is, how they work. Uh, what's going on in Vancouver, and if it's actually possible to land uh, a Pedersen contract over in Detroit. Mike, episode 69, like I said, wanted to talk about the nicest uh, result I, I could imagine. You about filling some holes. <laughs> Absolutely. Filling some holes on the 69th episode here of uh, Red Wings. And, Matt. and honestly, like just to talk about the Elias Pedersen offer sheet, when you, when you talk about you know the types of things that are going one way or the other, uh, once an offer sheet is completed, and let's say the Red Wings get Pedersen, the amount of things that we we give uh, to, to take him from Vancouver's roster, it truly is the 69 of any hockey transaction. So, I, I mean, that or a trade, but honestly, sometimes you feel like you're you're really... You know, you're not you're so, not getting it all back. Yeah, here's here's what I think we should do, man. 
yeah. the we've we've been bringing this up for a couple weeks now. Um, in all likelihood, we're not going to do it. We're gonna you're gonna find out why here as we go into the details of what it takes to to pluck a player who's a restricted free agent of Elias's caliber. Uh, but Matt, we've we've circled one name. It's Pedersen. Matt, what is so appealing about this guy that we would even toy with this idea of giving up so much for him? What is so appealing about him? I mean, I I saw it uh, actually in a tweet earlier this week. Um, I, I wish I could remember who, who saw it. But it's just one of those things where it's not the first time I saw it. It's been thrown out before. And it's it's something that is the easiest way to define what this guy is going to be able to do for your, your future and your hockey club. Uh, but there was mention this past week of, you know, how long it had been since Pavel Datsuk had, had left the Red Wings and how heartbreaking it was. And this person was feeling quite old and also said how impossible it was to ever fill the Datsuk void. And the response was, no, Elias Patterson, offer sheet him and you have Magic Man 2.0. So what we're talking about here is a guy with a lot of offensive skill, uh, a fantastic two-way forward, and uh, something that at 22 is is very difficult to find. So I, like you, you put it, we've been talking about this for weeks for good reason, because this is something that uh, doesn't come along very often. And as we talk about, as we get into this episode, we're going to talk about a couple of different things that have popped up for Vancouver in regards to trying to nail down what is the contract that makes most sense uh, for Elias and for Vancouver. And you can turn around and as a Detroit Red Wing, as a, as Steve Eiserman and say, Hmm, uh, going a couple million above that is very affordable for my team right now. And that would make all the difference in the world because Mike, we're all about this 2022 draft. And it's because there's a couple of top line centers that are available. Um, I mean, if if you really, you know, some people are, are already crossing Lambert off, which I, I saw Mr. Mr. Prondman himself from The Athletic is saying he's going to be good, but not Shane Wright good. Uh, so since we've been talking about Shane Wright since this show started, clearly we're trying to say this is how important a first line center is. So if you're playing the Elias Pettersson game and as we've talked about before, you're always trying to cross off these, you know, positions. Uh, you're, you're making this battle uh, every offseason to get, you know, a couple of not only like a first line center, but you need to get somebody who's elite. Um, and you look at like the Tampa Bay Lightning who can roll with a couple of different elite centers. You got to start checking off those boxes sometimes. And when an opportunity like this pops up. Rumors start swirling. We get excited. And uh, is the possibility of it happening super high? I mean, Mike, nobody ever moves <laughs> by an offer sheet. The last one I remembered was that baloney offer sheet. And we've talked about this one before from the Montreal Canadiens where they um, tried to snatch up Sebastian Ajo and gave a very reasonable, affordable contract to him. And Carolina Hurricanes just said, yeah, that's fine. Come on. Yeah, he's a hurricane. No problem. So it's just all of these ideas and uh, opportunities mixed together where you could see you could rationalize overspending, overspending on Elias Pettersson right now because you see what the future could be. And um, it's, it's something, too, that's very hard to find in, in the draft. You either luck out. Um, you know, I just brought up the Tampa Bay Lightning and you've got a Braden point where you can 
kind of crossed that off as lucking out. Um, so you, you know, maybe you want a stamp coast, so maybe this is how you pick up a stamp coast, but you're also looking to, you know, one day accidentally run into a Braden point and you, you don't, you, you just don't do that. Like it just accidentally happens. It's, it's not something you plan for, you hope for it, but this is one of those things you don't have to hope for. You cross it off the list. Boom. That's probably six minutes of me explaining a guy way too long to people who are already think, in love uh, with this idea. Yeah. But. I think, uh, cause he's so young. If you're not watching, uh, you know, a lot of hockey, a lot of Vancouver hockey, you might not, you know, you, you might not know how excellent he is. Um, but I think for you to drop a comp like uh, Datsuk, uh, Matt, knowing your affections uh, for the Datsukian one, that's a, it's a pretty high endorsement uh, for you to drop that. Um, I think, uh, so to, I guess we're painting the picture here. You're, you're getting a highly skilled centerman and the Red Wings, you know, if, if anything with this roster construction, we know the, the defense looks like it's going to be in pretty good shape. I think we feel pretty good about, um, you know, the goaltending for the present and for the future. Um, feels like we have some pretty good wings that we can rely on, but center, that's, uh, that's probably our, that's our gaping 69 hole that we got to get filled. Um, <laughs> so now that you've sold Red Wing fans on, listen, you're, you're getting, is he 22? Yep. He's a 22 year old Datsuk. Um, my God, when we drafted Datsuk, I want to say he was, I don't know what, 20? 50? No, no, he was 20. I remember that. But it felt like he, he, it didn't feel like we had him for as long as we could have. And this guy's already producing at a high level in the NHL. So, I mean, you're, you're already getting a guy who's prepared for, you know, the actual National Hockey League game. So it's, it, it's, a, it's a hell of a, it would be a hell of a get. So, Matt, what you'd have to do is sign this offer sheet to get this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a restricted free agent. Um, so you tried to put together a little bit of a, a little bit of a, um, a recipe of what it would take. Um, so he's, we can negotiate with them currently. I mean, we, we've already opened that window. I think that opened, my God, is that back in June? No, no, no. This is, um, uh, you're, you're looking at, I, I stole the, the dates here from the previous seasons. So this is just a catch all. So when we're in a normal year. So basically what you're seeing here is you can, you could technically start negotiating, but all the rules change uh, this season, uh, at least timing wise. But, you know, in a normal year, you should be able to start negotiating uh, four days ahead of time, uh, but you can't really let's, come to. Let's do this. We know that he's a pretty good player, right? So we know we'd have to offer him a pretty good number to even make him interested to be a Red Wing. What kind of draft compensation would we be expecting for somebody of this caliber? Well, that's where it gets interesting, right? Because a couple of ideas I want to throw out there, there's actually different things we'd be giving up. But uh, I think it's fair to say we start in, um, let's see, how many tiers are there? One, two, three, four, five, six. There's seven tiers. So I think we're pretty comfortable in saying we're going to be jumping into tier five at the very least. And that's giving up a first round pick, a second round pick, and a third round pick. And uh, one of the things we kind of, uh, glossed over, um, it, you know, I kind of wanted to start and define, you know, an offer sheet uh, is a signed and binding contract offer presented to a restricted free agent player whose rights are currently held by another club. Any team other than the team that currently owns the player's rights can submit an offer sheet with the goal of signing that player. <clears throat> so once it's the offer sheet is, is submitted, we're also talking about the acceptance uh, by said player. And that's what we were talking about. You have a few days before, um, you know, actual 
in a normal year, uh, normal year, you have a few days before free agency starts before you can actually do it. A uh, player can sign the offer sheet again on the first day of free agency, which is clearly past us. Mm-hmm. Um, now, like a couple of things here, and this is why we all started doing the math and trying to figure out can the Red Wings um, do an offer sheet was part two after after having that realization that um, Pedersen was available. Uh, but this is, you know, to your point in discussing uh, what draft picks have to be given up for these uh, type players. You know, that's where we we can manage this at tier five, tier six, and and tier seven for what needs to be given up. And just to to kind of define everything for everybody in regards to how these draft picks work, because some people I've seen online have been talking about trading for picks or giving up picks in different years, but. You, you not only have to have all the picks we're about to discuss, uh, all the draft picks are required as compensation must be the club's own draft picks. Uh, the draft picks must be available in the nearest entry draft unless the compensation requires two or more draft picks in the same round. An extra year can be used to compensate for these picks. So as we talk uh, in a minute here about what needs to be given up, the idea of a couple of first-round picks or uh, four first-round picks, you can go into three years uh, to, to grab from those first round picks, or you can go into five years to grab those four. Uh, if an offer sheet is proposed in which multiple draft picks from the same round are required, uh, the additional draft picks may be sourced from the immediately succeeding drafts in which the draft picks are available. So that is to say, if you do have the five years of first round picks, you still need to do the most recent ones. And then if you have one missing in the middle, that's where you jump into, you know, I don't have one for year three, but I jump into year four and grab my first round pick. And uh, a club is permitted to present multiple offer sheets so long as the club has all of the picks required to satisfy each offer sheet. So clearly you're not throwing around a bunch of <laughs> offer sheets to elite level restricted free agents because at some point you're going to run out of first round picks. Um, so that's well, like... Why would we do a full episode uh, revolving around this? One is to make sure everybody's fully informed and in, in how this works. Uh, but two, it's just that, again, everything kind of makes sense this year. We could do that. We have all the space in the world. Um, and, and, and again, when you're talking about, um, you know, we just mentioned the four first round picks, which would be that seventh tier. And we'll go over that in just a second, what exactly those are. Um, you know, you, you're going to have four first round picks because you're hoping to land in Elias Pettersson. So, that's where this conversation continues. So, Mike, you ask. Here we go. Tiers five through seven. Right now, these are estimated numbers. So we're going to kind of go round about this number to this number. This is the, the uh, compensation you are returning to the team you're stealing from. We'll put it that way. Uh, Mike, it's it's about six point one million to eight point two million. You're giving up a first round pick, second round pick, and a third round pick. That's uh, tier five. Uh, tier six again. This is what the Red Wings give would be given to Vancouver. This is eight point two million to ten point two million. This is where you're getting the multiple draft picks. This is two first round picks, a second round pick, and a third round pick. And uh, Mike, the final tier, tier seven, uh, ten ten million and up. Basically, ten million point two and up is four first round picks. Um, I, I will say, with those rules that you can bounce into an extra year, every single team in the league is able to do that right now. Any team would be able to compensate uh, the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, can't actually say that for the 
tier five and tier six, but uh, because of the special rules, uh, you can in uh, tier seven. Every team could could do it. And this is according to uh, Cap Friendly. So I'm going to throw that little asterisk on there uh, in case anybody's thinking, hey, my team can't <laughs> pull off that offer sheet right now. All right. Uh, so that's how uh, this is really working out. I, I feel like we've gone over all the details for the offer sheets. And um, now we can kind of go over in like the details of what's going on with Vancouver uh, before Detroit, you know, sees this as a viable option. And then we'll go over a couple of options that I see. Um, but Mike, do you, I, I don't know. How, how do you want to jump? How do you want to jump in here? Because uh, I'm talking a lot. Uh, but Elias Pedersen scuttlebutt is how I kind of broke up <laughs> our next, our next little talking point. And this is basically, uh, how am I going to come up with, uh, these, these different options that that's our next section. Uh, but it's going to start with you getting a better idea of Elias Pedersen and where he stands, uh, with league, uh, executives and, uh, agents, uh, in the NHL who work in the NHL spoke to the athletic and uh, Tom Drance and Harmon Dial. So, Mike, I brought him up earlier. It was Braden Point. Now, they're referencing Braden Point's previous contract, but um, this this is their two comparables to Elias Pettersson right now. And we've talked about both of these guys a ton. Again, Braden Point, number two, is Matty Barzell from uh, the Islanders. The conversation starts there because they think the Canucks are going to start with like a shorter term and then tell Pedersen to, you know, earn that larger contract. Uh, and they're talking about numbers around 6.75 to 7 million. Now, when they started talking to the agents, Mike, this is where uh, they they came up with the numbers between 7.2 million and 8 million. So anybody that's taking notes right now, you go back and you look at the compensation for something less than 8 million is extremely affordable from an offer sheet perspective. Uh, so again, this is this is coming from an article by the Athletic, uh, speaking to agents uh, who run, you know, uh, NHL player contracts. Now, just another comparable, just to keep everybody informed. We bring up evolving hockey all the time, all the time, and their contract model uh, for predictions. They're predicting a three-year contract at five point nine five million. So basically. That is coming up because of the production that Elias puts out there and uh, the type of player that he is, the minutes he gets. That's how this model is drawn up. So there's a lot of different analytics that go into predicting a player's uh, number. And and that's just good for, for Pedersen that uh, he's not going to arbitration because he'd get, woo, oh man, he'd be a smoke sausage for sure. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I sh- should mention, you know, that is not the situation for Pedersen. Uh, but just to kind of continue here, uh, th- then again, this is the Pedersen scuttlebutt that's going to help inform our next couple of offers here. Uh, but Vancouver has two huge contracts to finish up this season. Pedersen and Quinn Hughes. Uh, Quinn is projected to go between 5.1 million and 6.5. Bigger range there than uh, than the more sure number, I guess you would, you would put down for uh, Pedersen. Uh, and with Vancouver's 14 million in cap space, as it stands right now, even at the best situation for the two numbers I just mentioned for Quinn Hughes. So Vancouver pays him 5.1 million, leaving as much money as possible to sign him this season. That leaves 8.9 million, which either means Vancouver's got to make some more moves, uh, which they, they would, I think still have an opportunity to do a buyout. 
and uh, of one of their players, or um, they're going to have to trade somebody to make some space. But either way, this is a tough situation for Vancouver, and there's a couple of different ways you can just price them out. And uh, if Pedersen's willing to do it and he's ready to sign, you can steal Elias Pedersen because of the Quinn Hughes situation and uh, maybe because of where these other agents and the analytics suggest Pedersen should be paid. So, Mike... I think I just talked for like 20 minutes. So I have a question, Matt. The yeah. uh, the tier five with, uh, it's like, I found one chart that says the, um, like it compares 2020 to 2021 um, and how the average annual value dropped, you know, obviously, you know, because of the pandemic. Um, and it said it was 6.1 million to 8.2 million. Is that the fifth tier you had? Yes. Okay. And that's the one with the first, a second, and a third. Correct. So the Red Wings could submit 8.221 Yeah. And only have to give up three picks. Correct. Um, but Vancouver could just say, well, we'll just match that. You're good. Right. And and this this could be something too, like if if they if they're all set with Quinn Hughes, um like he doesn't have to worry about offer sheets based on how many years he's been playing in the game. And uh, I believe uh, arbitration is not an issue either for Quinn off the top of my head. Um, so they could just wait. They could just say, let's figure out the guy who's the real problem here in Pedersen. And then we'll <coughs> figure out, we'll figure out Quinn Hughes before the season gets rolling. Because I think if they showed their hand and what's going on with Quinn Hughes, that really helps. I mean, the likes of Steve, uh, to really figure out, all right, how do we make these guys, how do we squeeze them, right? How do we make it impossible for them to uh, to either catch up or do they have to come to us and say, please, God, do not take you, Elias Pettersson? Let me ask you a question, because I feel like these rules with the, with the draft pick compensation, the teams that it really handcuffs are the teams that are in the same... Uh, I hate to use that word again. Tier, uh, the same like like spot in the standings as the Red Wings, where giving up a first or God forbid two first round picks would be devastating to your future. And it, I guess it's kind of surprising that more good teams don't say, "What do we care about?" You know, pick number thirty in the first round and pick number thirty in the second round and pick number thirty in the third round. I, it kind of surprised me there isn't more of a frenzy. Um, well, you know, it, for for better better teams here to just throw away you know garbage picks at the end of the first second third round but you got to remember too the teams that are up there they don't have the cap space to unload 14 million dollars on a single player so they've got their own elite guys they've got to worry about i mean it would have to be a perfect situation there'd have to be a retirement and then also the nhl not being the nhl or everybody's buddy buddy and they're you know just going back and forth you know grab ass and I'm not going to take your, I'm not going to take your guy. Don't worry about it. It's the NHL. We love each other. I might need to trade with you someday. God forbid I make you angry. Well, it's like, uh, I, hmm. I, I, I guess looking at what the, the compensation is, if it's going to be that exact of a dollar amount and you could just offer that max of tier five, it's it like, almost, give it a shot. Yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't, you know, just throw your hat in the ring like every every year to get somebody who's 22, 23, 24, you know, and and that that good of a talent. You know, there isn't there isn't Pedersons every year, but I'm just 
it, it's just a, a surprise that there aren't more teams that just say, fuck it, let's do it. Well, let's let's put that one on the back burner because there is an offer I, I have that is almost exactly that. And then we, we go into a deeper conversation. Um, but the first one I, I think is is the easiest one to put out there because we don't go into the four first round draft pick tier. And it does make things quite difficult for Vancouver. So I, I don't think in any way, shape, or form, uh, this is a sure thing. Uh, they ha- they have to they still reasonably you know be able to to get Quinn going, get Quinn Hughes going in his contract, and keep Elias and take this number. They just be you know if if Elias <laughs> didn't work out. Um, you know they they'd be they'd be hurt by this same same as the Red Wings, but of course we have we just have way more cap space. But uh, the first offer is just uh, in the range, probably going below that that ten point two, but ten million for five years. Uh, this this means the Red Wings are giving up two first round picks, a second round pick, and a third round pick. And a lot of people have have not enjoyed the Elias Pettersson conversation because they don't want to give up four first round picks. As we already mentioned, Vancouver. At its very best, it's going to have like eight point nine million. Uh, so of course they can move things around and get up to this ten million, cover their butts, keep Elias Pettersson on the team, and they just keep rolling. And this offer sheet is gone. Um, but I, I think this at least puts us in this range of if we land them, we're not completely ruined in the future. And um, you know, you think about the rules too. We are going to lose a second round pick and a third round pick this upcoming season. So the very next season, we we get those second and third round picks back. We're just down a first round pick, and um, you know, I think th- I think there's still some space on the Red Wings roster right now to move some guys and cross your fingers that you might be able to pick up a first anyway at the trade deadline. And and we've had those conversations already about you know what is uh, what is the Kaiser Nick Letty fetch if Moritz Sider truly is. Moritz Sider that we we saw over in the SHL and he can what if he assimilates perfectly and he's just going to elevate these guys I mean you know I'm having fun here I'm spitballing but if that were to happen that's where we get in the conversation of Steve being able to reload any of these lost draft picks so it's still it's still a loss uh and, and you are you know right there there's your cornerstone there's the guy you are paying the big bucks to um but you've locked down, I would say, probably the hardest thing uh, next to goaltender, next to having a carry price. Uh, but you've locked down your first line center for five years. Feels pretty good. We might only get one year to roll off like a Stanley Cup run if he decides he doesn't really like it here in Detroit. But, <laughs> hey, uh, that's that's how you roll. But there is a riskier route, Mike. But you for sure get Elias Pettersson. Um, and we talked about this one, so uh, it's it's a one year deal. Mike, you go, you just max it out, or or you just you know kind of max it out, max it out as best you can, but maxing it yeah. completely at this point, according to Wikipedia, so we know we can trust it. Sixteen point three million right now uh, for the NHL would be as high as you could go. Vancouver will not be able to match that. They would have to move so many pieces. Um, <laughs> And you just go one year and you figure out the rest of the contract later. Now, we just talked about things that never happen in the NHL. Mike, this would never happen. <laughs> this is no. a one-year deal. 
just blow it out, you know, the sides. I mean, is Elias Pettersson really going to, like, under the table, shake hands with Steve and go, yeah, I'll play for $16 million this year. And then I tell you what. Well, next year. A little more normal the year after that. I know. <laughs> now, this, just, this is where you look at it and you guarantee, like, Vancouver can't match. Or you're really putting them in, in quite a pickle for some reason. And yeah. um, the only thing is you do this one. And that there's there it is right there. There's your there's your four first round yeah, picks. Bye bye. I don't know how else to compare that to other sports, right? Because maybe in the NFL you've seen a deal or two where you get a quarterback for like one season and you just max him out, you know, like thirty million or something, and then right. you know the year after that you just kind of figure it out. But whew, sixteen mil and four first round picks is uh, it's quite a sacrifice, Matt. Um, it's just. I can't get over that the compensation for a really good player, if you can just get eight two two one four sixty three. I mean, when you're when you're doing an NHL draft, you're trying to get a Pedersen, hopefully one out of the entire draft. And instead, what we're saying is, listen, you can still have all your other picks that you know you've acquired. You can still have all your picks after the third round. Um, it just means we're going to guarantee you have a guy who's been, performed at the NHL level, but you have to give us three, you know, one, two, three. It almost seems like now Now I'm actually going to be mad if the Red Wings don't put in an offer sheet for this guy because that <laughs> the way right. the ping pong balls have fucked us, you know, what, past three, four years we've dropped every single time? Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah I don't, we haven't moved up yet. What are we really losing? We're we're drafting to find this center, and instead of crossing our fingers that the ping pong balls go our way, crossing our fingers that there is, uh, you know, a, a, a team changing, culture changing center available at the top of the draft, you you can just have one. Here you go. He's ready to go. He already knows how to play. He's got a jersey number and everything. Here you go. I like uh, AJM Patriot thrown out there. Patterson. Oh boy, Vancouver fans would not be happy. Um, last one we want to throw out there, I think is, is the, the reasonable one. I think this is how you Iser plan this is you go the 8.2 million, Mike, that you do basically what you're, what you've been bringing up here. Why, why don't you go under, you know, what would be that sixth tier, go to the fifth tier. Cause at that point you're giving up a first round pick, a second round pick and a third round pick. And you're basically trying to like, all right, if Quinn Hughes comes up high, like, let's say he goes into that $6 million range. This becomes something that Vancouver can't afford. So right there, you're putting yourself in a position that you could actually make this work out. You're only giving up a first, second, and a third. Um, but uh, the other part of this, too, is Vancouver's still able to try and, and get this, you know, to work, you know, you could have the idea that this offer sheet is going out there, but Steve Eiserman has the ability to call Vancouver and say, Hey, I'm going to put this in. If you want to not have me put this in, <laughs> you, you can send something my way, including some draft picks and I won't do diddly squat, which for all we know has happened before. Um, off the top of my head, I can't think of anything, but what I mean by, for all we know, this has happened before is that these conversations don't necessarily need to make it to a newspaper. So, you know, the offer sheets don't happen year after year. Maybe this is why, uh, the, the likes of the teams that have the money, call them up. Hey, and then we get these trades that make zero sense and, and draft picks go one way or the other. And, uh, the compensation going the other way just isn't reasonable. And, uh, that could be, that could be it. That could just be. 
you know, one of those things that uh, NHL GMs, you know, it's like uh, Roswell, right? You know, only once you become president uh, do you find out if Roswell, you know, if there really are some aliens hanging out over there. Um, but yeah, this is uh, this is my favorite thing so far. Can we, uh, uh, Iron can Man we just... Ryan, uh, this is not, not his proudest fap. Um, you know, Ryan, if I may, I I'm wearing sweatpants right now, and you know. There's a good, there's a reason why we brought up this topic and my camera only goes waist high. So have, have a good time. My Patterson. Man. <laughs> Patterson skates out to number 13. You're going to be fapping constantly. Let me just say. Um, here, here we go. Uh, right, and this is, this is true too. Uh, you know, the moment Steve pulls the trigger on him, the wings get some lottery luck. Uh, I mean, like, we know it's going to happen. Vancouver's going to get the first pick. They're going to get Shane Wright. And then, you know, Elias Pettersson will, will get hurt. And I just, you know. But don't Alonzo, you want to see, don't Alonzo, you want to see Steve, like, try Alonzo it, right? has a point. It's going to happen, right? <laughs> if we make this move. It will. Happen. We're going to win the lottery. Back-to-back years. Um, but I just, it's ridiculous for us to keep crossing our fingers and, like, praying that that's, that's what's going to change his team. When, it, when there's there's a perfectly good opportunity right there, like it's the risk reward is is on our side to take Pedersen rather than maybe we'll win the lottery. Maybe in like four or five years, whoever is drafted at the top will be pretty good. Like we know Pedersen is a is a guaranteed product. He's he's very he's excellent at a very young age, um, and you would just be punting on one draft, right? With the number that we'd be throwing out there. So if you punt on one draft. And you would have been gunning for a center anyway. It's almost madness not to try. And I, I'm wondering as these negotiations keep dragging on, if they're if they're waiting for other teams to, uh, you know, throw their sheets out there. And I, I just want to bring up one thing because this this is something I think is important. Um, uh, Iron Man Ryan, I, I love that you're here in the chat, my man. Uh, I don't think we need uh, Pedersen. Uh, it's too early in the rebuild. Uh, once we're closer, there will be solid free agents and lots of cap. I hate free agency so much because you always, 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 always have to overpay to get guys. This is a situation where you're going to be overpaying for a guy that looks to be a sure thing, elite, and he's young. And every other time you sign a free agent, you're signing a guy that's 28, 29 and up. And you're overpaying by a couple of million based on the fact that their performance is going to start to tank. And I, I just, I don't know. For me, if I'm going to be spending my money willy nilly, I think, I think I grab an Elias Patterson. And you know, I, I don't know if I'm even really holding my breath at that point. Um, but I, I, I no, like, was, I like uh... spending my free agent money on something like Elias Patterson, who's young, and. Um, <laughs> It could work out where, you know, like if you're going to overspend, that's where I justify this as opposed to uh, the overspend, um, you know, that we've seen actually just occurred uh, on free agency day. I mean, I, th- there's, this isn't, uh, you know, this isn't Mike Hoffman, you know, this isn't Darren Helm or, or, you know, just a, the, the, the who's who that were available this season. Right. I, it, it you were, you know, don't don't say Ovechkin. That's not real. You know, uh, maybe you had a shot at Dougie Hamilton, but like like you were just saying, these are all guys who are in their thirties. Um, you're getting them on the back nine of, of their prime, if they still have any prime left. Um, 
this is a totally different animal, right? Um, this guy, he's so young and he's so good already. This, this is a game changer. Like this, if this guy was in the draft, he would obviously be the number one pick, uh, you know, a couple of years in a row now, like now we're, we're kind of unearthing him and just, wow. Uh, what a, what an asset, you know, um, it, it's, it's a, it's a different conversation. So I, I think, um, I wouldn't put it in the same realm as what's going to be out there for unrestricted free agency in a couple of years, because like you just said, it's guys who are just signing their last contract um, and they're already past their primes. So you're, you're paying them for things that they've already done. Whereas with Pedersen, we're paying him for his prime years when he's 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28. Like we want to get him, like we'd be paying him a long-term contract and he might not even be 30 when it's done. Like that, that, that part of his career, we would have ownership over. So that's why, that's why I think this is a real something to consider because, you know, we have prospects that are knocking on the door. And if we have a guy leading us like this um, on that top line, whoo, that really gets that, uh, that Red Wing reboot, um, you know, fast tracked into, you know, you can almost start saying the P word uh, for playoffs. Yeah. And I think, I think the thing that uh, I, I wanted to, really lay into is one of these deals where it's like, let's see what happens. I, I don't need to guarantee that we get Pedersen and we lose four first round picks. Um, I, I, I do like the idea of uh, maybe, maybe the third deal and the first deal we brought up. Um, I do have to give a quick shout out. Uh, Tristan is throwing out some ideas of, of trading back um, to Vancouver and uh, getting couple of firsts in return and uh i i, I did want to go deeper into this but mike we already promised ourselves we'd be done recording 10 minutes ago so we do have to run tristan my man uh you have a message in your youtube inbox uh from us so uh make sure to reply uh it's uh admin at bodpodcast.com and uh we'll, we'll get a conversation going there uh and then um yeah, thanks for everybody else tuning in. Sorry we are uh, running right now. Mike's Mike's 15 minutes late, kind of what he needed to do. So, Mike, thanks for hanging out. <laughs> All no, right. This, uh, is, uh, Matt, this is the most interesting thing left for the Red Wings. It's it's not a depth yeah. guy filling out, you know, the, the Griffins. It's can't is, is Steve actually going to make a move? We still have the cap space. We could still potentially make it happen. And God damn it, these ping pong balls are not our friend. So take... Just cross it off the equation list. All right. Everybody, thank you for tuning in. It's at BOD Hockey on Twitter, brothers underscore of underscore discussion on uh, Instagram. We do have our shop on BODpodcast.com, brothersofdiscussion.com. It is on the homepage. We've got our Retire 73s, the Red Wings Rant t-shirts, the Red Wings Rant mugs. Uh, it does do a great deal to, to help us uh, as we're rolling along here. And thank you for everybody who's a recent subscriber. Uh, we are the number one YouTube show from the Hockey Podcast Network easily by a country mile. Uh, so thank you so much for everybody who has been tuning in uh, over the last month. Really appreciate it. And uh, hey, we'll just keep on rolling here. And uh, yeah, sorry we uh, we're signing off quick here, but gotta go. Thank you.